Hey guys, nice to have you back once again on the show. It's either I talk to you now or never. As a matter of fact, it is only now I have to talk to you. And I mix as many as mix me as the show. That's right. Yeah. We're going to take this a little further. It's getting really, really intense. You all agree with me that we are in post-COVID era. I mean, I've been to, yeah, about three states since we started this channel sometime in May. So I know exactly what I'm saying. Lots of countries and businesses are getting back to normal. And no matter how slow the progress is, old habits have been dropped. A new habit has been adopted. You all agree with me that new ways of life have emerged and everybody somehow is trying to overcome so many battles. One of which that came to my notice is the anxiety disorder, panic attacks, and the like. I know we are all trying to do so many things and bounce back prior to the impact of COVID. However, it's imperative we talk about things that affect us as individuals and things that may have intensified over the past couple of weeks. In fact, I, I remember sometime, it was like, that should be two months ago or so, ahead of passing on of a very prominent figure on LinkedIn, no other person than Tipsy Bona. Many of you listening right now may have been impacted by her one year ago. Personally, I have, I have really, really benefited from the few knowledge she shares on LinkedIn and has really, really, really helped me excel in my career. Reports show that she was diagnosed of PTSD, that is traumatic disorder. I felt really heartbroken when I heard that because I thought, how could someone bring in so much value to the workplace? And she impacted so many people across all walks of life. How could she support stuff like that? And my prayer goes to her family, her friends, as well as everyone she has impacted one way or the other. These are real issues. And we have struggles with so let's not even pretend that we are not going through similar things like this. And like most of you know, I love to talk to young people because we all have a common language. We are energetic, we have high hopes, we have big dreams. And in chasing those big goals, let's not forget, of course, when the needs arise, so we don't get caught up in tight corners. Like I said, I love you guys. That's why I have here with me my friend. Yeah, he's medically inclined. So I'm going to give him a few seconds. <laughs> yeah, he's here, right here with me. He's no other person than Nelson Uko. Nelson, say hi to everybody listening. Hi, guys. It's really great to be here. And I, I hope it's a joy right today because we're just talking about something that really affects a whole lot of us. And let, let's talk about it. That, that's what I would just say. Okay, okay, you heard it. So he's going to be doing this with me today. And like I said, well, he's medically inclined. He's going to share his knowledge of how to cope with stress, pressure at work, 
pressure from society, internal pressure, anything that looks like pressure. I mean, anything, whatever name you want to call it. He's young, he's energetic. That's not my right. <laughs> Come you can on. Say that again. <laughs> yeah, he's energetic. He's full <laughs> of life as well. And he holds a degree in pharmacy from the prestigious University of Port Harcourt in River State, Nigeria. Yeah, we're at Uniport. Yeah, you can say that. But, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? And so after that, he has worked yeah. with several organizations. In fact, yeah, I remember we spoke a few times back then when we went to Uniport. And, and most of the times, we connected more on Instagram. Nelson, am I correct? That's very correct. Yeah, remember the first day we, we met unofficially official in church. That was last day <laughs> while I was in Worry, right? House on the road. Yeah, we also wrapped up. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and it was really a pleasant surprise, I must say. <laughs> and and at that moment, I actually forgot your name. I was trying to remember. I said, oh, God, please let me not embarrass myself. How can I forget his name? And and that was that, that, that was interestingly the first time I didn't forget someone's name. <laughs> Honestly, I was, I was putting myself up. Oh, God, please. I think you came to my rescue eventually when you reminded me of your name, right? Yes, yes. So I am more than excited to have you here after several performance and rescheduling. So, without further ado, and exactly that's how life really is for yeah, yeah. almost everyone as a young person because we, we're stressed out. We have so many things on our so mind. many we, things on our mind. We have to do so many things in so little time and so little time. Exactly. It just stresses us. So, 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 so that's it. So, without further ado, please, ladies and gentlemen, I want to officially bring him on board. <laughs> this topic is really hot. It's really, 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 really interesting. <laughs> and it's something we need to address okay. in our society. I mean, Nelson, I need you to provide adequate therapy to our listeners, honestly. So, what really is anxiety? Oh, okay. oh. Because I, I noticed that it's a health okay. condition. Uh, Sorry, just yeah. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. So, like I said, it's a health condition that Nigerians, especially, might not be conversant with. But look here, a lot of people are struggling with it, and I, and one of the things that pisses me off is that some people go as far as stigmatizing other people. Oh. You might just hear something on the ground and so and so person died as a result of depression and probably committed suicide or something. And then the next thing you hear is, eh, they start calling the person out. They start giving the person name. It's really, really, really traumatizing. And because of all of that, that's why most people would rather hold that. They rather not even talk about it. So, please, I would love you to do just Yeah, yeah that's so true. And I, I really just like to backtrack first before we go into this because almost yeah. every day working in a community pharmacy, I, I guess you see a lot of people, they come in with burdens and most times the um, health issues most times bother around stressors and things that we allow to affect our mind. So 
that's a thing that a lot of us don't really look at it as important, but then it really is important. And then I, I would like us to start from the point where we're working with something that really defines what mental health is. M- okay. Mental health really like every other form of, of health. It's not really um, the absence of um, mental distress. It's not the absence of not having um, good control over your mental life. It is in essence, what, 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 what we should be calling mental health is the presence of a complete state of good um, mental state. So it's not about not having mental distress. It's not about not having anxiety. It's not about not having depression. It's not about not having stressors. It's actually about being in a complete state of mental wellness. So that really wow. is what mental health is. And then we should stop looking at it from the problem aspect because it, it's a thing with if there's no balance presently, you can't be saying there is mental health and then you're just looking to the point where you're looking at people who have the problem. And, and, and this definition majorly is what actually leads to stigma because you're, you're looking at people who have mental health issues as people who are unwell. But then you have to look at the health generally as a state where you have to be okay, like completely okay. You've said so much to process all of that. There's something you said that really struck me. You said it's not just about the absence of uh, mental distress. Mental distress. But it has to yeah. do, yeah. But it has to do with a complete state of mental wellness. I really love it to exactly. break that down. So are you saying exactly. there are different facets of mental wellness? When can we say someone is mentally well? Let me use that word. When? Really? Okay. For you to be able to say you're mentally well, it's a point where you have complete and total control over your thoughts, over your mind, and over um, how your, your, your environment and your space affects you. So that's how you can say you're completely mentally well. You have to be aware of things that are around you, aware of another person's feelings, aware of how what you do affects other people. You have to show empathy and things like that. It's not just about you, 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 you have to be in tune with your environment, really. Wow, wow. So you're saying um, this whole wellness we're talking about, it's not just yeah. about us, but it's also yeah. about other people, how we connect with our environment, being empathetic about what other people... Because I realized that we actually see ourselves exactly. in other people. Most times, we are a reflection of, of other people. So the way you treat people is a reflection of how you treat yourself. So if you can take a step further, you really concerned about what's happening in the next person's life. You might go a long way in even transforming your own total wellness. Yes, that's, is that that's correct. correct. Because the, the way you perceive things really affects your mind process, your third process, and how your um, mental health generally has to be, or generally rather. Wow. Okay, so 
we've heard you talk about um, mental wellness, mental distress, but there's some. I, I really want you to take this a okay. bit further. That you know, this whole mental distress of it, it can appear exactly. in different forms. Is there any particular form okay. you want to talk about? Because initially, I, I highlighted them. Right. Um, Depression. Social anxiety, yes. other phobias. Those are the major ways that uh, these things present, majorly as anxiety, as depression, and then as just general stress. But we would also have to look at the fact that um, anxiety still branches out into a lot of other disorders. Depression still branches out into a lot of other disorders. And that's okay. the same way we have panic disorders. All these things, most of the time, they're interconnected. I, um, I would like to look at um, a study that was done by a researcher in Nigeria. That was um, sometimes last year. And then the, the data that was gotten from that okay. study is actually very interesting. Because you, you find out that a population that was studied was um, okay. a, a, about um, 12,000, there about people were studied. And they got to find out that a, about 6% of these people had symptoms of depression. About 4% had um, symptoms Whoa. of anxiety. And about 1.2% of this same population had a combination of both anxiety and depression. That is in Nigeria, yeah. Because I, I want you to really understand the gravity of this thing. If you're saying about 5.5%, of, of a certain population already have already present with anxiety it means that for every 20 person you meet there's a possibility that one person has anxiety disorder that's how real it gets now because if we don't tend to look at these numbers we're, we're unable to understand that it affects so many people because we, we, we look at things most of the time from the perspective, oh, we're seeing it on social media. We're seeing the same someone committed suicide, yeah, the other day. But then it, it doesn't really sit home and it doesn't really come close. And we don't really get an idea of how these numbers are so minute in that it could be just someone within your radar, within your reach. But then you don't really see these things except you're really aware and that's why i say the state of mental wellness you have to be really aware of your environment because when you're aware of your environment you're able to tell and you're able to see when someone you know probably is presenting with something like this most of the times these issues with the mind as to they don't start today and then get so grievous the next day it's something that builds up over time from weeks to months to years and then it gets to a point where the person is completely tired. And that's usually the tipping point. So we really do not want people to get to that tipping point. We really have to act before the tipping point really comes. And, and so and that, that takes me really into um, maybe defining what these um, things really are. Because anxiety actually, occasionally it's normal. You might have um, a deadline to meet, a, a project yeah. to attend to. You have um, problem, a problem at work. Maybe you want to take a test. You want to take an exam. You have an important decision to make. You're planning a wedding. So many things like that can lead to anxiety. It's normal. But then it becomes a problem when this does not go away after a long period of time. Or it begins to get worse. 
after a long period of time, or it even begins to interfere with your daily activities. It could begin to interfere with your, what you do at work, with your relationship with people, with, with your schoolwork, with, with, with maybe everything that concerns you now begins to get affected. At that point, it, it really is a problem. Wow. I'm already having goosebumps right now from all these things you're saying. I mean, the passion you're bringing into this topic. Yes, it, it, because wow. it, it's something that really has a, a lot of... You're saying, from, from what... Okay, okay, from what you said, a whole 12,000 people in Nigeria we have been studied, and yes. 6% had symptoms of depression. Correct, right? And you said 4% had anxiety. No, the, the and other about way about 1.4 had a for anxiety, 3.5, that's about 4, were showing symptoms of depression, and then about 1.2 are the mix of both. Yeah. Of both. Well, was, there, was there some sort of age bracket? And, because I'm, I'm, I'm really, really concerned at the okay, alarming the rate at which thing young people the, are also the, being challenged with the interesting like thing this. is it's actually a wide age range. It was from adolescents to elderly people. So it, it's a big population. It wasn't really a, a, a thing that was segregated. We had about um, about 58% were women and about, um, that's about, um, let's say, um, 42 were men in this study. And that, that really still typifies what the um, wow. population is because Definitely, the population of females is way higher than men. So that there's really a balance, a mix with this. So there's elderly, there's young, there's men, there's women. And then it, it, it's able to tell us what, what really is happening in and around the population in general. I mean, with these figures you're, you're, you're giving to us right now, it's very obvious that this whole mental issue it's not a respecter of gender. Neither is there a respecter exactly. of age. It's not. If I'm it's, correct, it's, it's right? It really is not. Though there, there's a tendency that it affects um, a certain um, age group, a certain gender more. But then it's a thing that really affects almost everybody. Yeah. Everybody. Wow. Like there's an adage that says prevention is really better than cure. So if you really want a way out, we need to know the steps to take to avoid these things. So for, first of all, you've talked about the several phases of um, mental yeah. distress. I, I would like you to talk to our audience how they can be diagnosed, the symptoms that follow, the causes. Okay. So, so yeah? I, I would like to begin from how it can be diagnosed. Usually. It's important, I, I would be mentioning a few symptoms and a few signs that you might see as a person, but then it, it really takes a mental health aspect to be able to diagnose these things. But then you as a person at home, you, you should be able to, when you begin to see these things, you should be able to show concern, show empathy to the person who is experiencing this. And if you are the one experiencing it, it's so easy that there are outlets out there, which we will talk about later, that can really assist. 
with you mentally. So I, I just want to dive in really quickly into uh, most of the symptoms. So I, I'll just break down the different forms of anxiety that I usually would present and then give um, some specific symptoms that are associated with some of them so we don't have to keep backtracking and going back and forth. So uh, I'll be starting off with um, general anxiety disorders. General anxiety disorders, most of the time, they'll, pre they'll present with things like um, a feeling of restlessness. You're always on the edge. You're easily tired and fatigued. You can't really concentrate or, or, or your mind keeps racing most of the time. And then at, at every little thing, you're irritable. Like things that shouldn't really trigger you begin to trigger you. You, 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 you begin to lose control over your muscles. Those, those are physical symptoms that could present. And then you, 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 you're always worried. You, you really can't control your feelings of worry. And then at some point, it begins to affect your sleep pattern. You might begin to find it difficult to sleep. You're restless. Or even when you sleep for a long period of time, it, it's really unsatisfying. So most of the time, these are symptoms that border around them, generalized anxiety disorders. Then I'll move further and then we'll talk about panic disorders. Panic disorders, it's just an, a recurrence of panic attacks. And then if we mention panic, I'm sure a lot of people would understand what panic is. It's like that, that feeling of heart in mouth. It happens to a lot of us on some occasions when things that happen or things come at us unexpectedly. But when this continues to come, Frequently, it can present with things like palpitation of the heart. And that is you begin to even hear your heart beat audibly. Sometimes some people do, some people do hear that. And then there's profuse sweating, you're trembling, you're shaking, there's shortness of breath. Sometimes there's even choking and smothering. And then you, you, you feel that there is impending doom. Like something is going to happen to me now, or or, or you begin to lose control. Th those are some things that present with um pa panic disorders. So pa panic attacks are, are really a thing. Even sometimes they can come as shortness of breath. You're unable to control your breath at that period when it's when it's coming at you, and and then it it it, it shares a, a an almost common similarity with phobias. And then that that's what I'll be looking at next. Phobia is really like um. A fear of something. I believe um, usually for a lot of people, and even myself, while I was really young, I had this phobia for mm. height. So I, I can really remember when we went to <laughs> when we went to Olumara yeah. while I was in. I think I, I should have been in primary school then or something, and, and it was really terrifying. It was really self terrifying okay. as a kid. I think you at the site of Olumoro. Yes, and then <laughs> as a kid, we yeah. actually went at top of Rock. <laughs> should I, should I shock you a bit? I, I, I once, at some point, I once had fear for heights. That was far back as um, 2017 when I had my undergraduate internship. That I used to be very, very terrified. But then, so a few times they had to do something Section job for the plant. We had to scale some towers, towers, uh, some units of food distillation, some parts of food distillation. There was this particular day. I think they were working on the um, trough, the um, fractionating tower. We had to scale wow. that high. Good <laughs> Lord, help me. 
I, I mean, so terrified. But yes. here we are in 2020. I don't have any choice. Yes. I had to confront I, my fears right to, there. I, I was just going to comment that the interesting thing about phobias is phobias are one of the forms of anxiety that are so easy to 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 come to to overcome rather because usually phobia just needs an exposure to that thing you're scared of. As long as that exposure has been there, the brain gets rewired into a way that it begins to understand that this isn't really a threat. But it takes a lot. It, it's not really that easy as, as I might have said it because some people, like, for, for example, people Trust that are claustrophobic, for example, they can't really be in a crowd. They can, they, they, they're not comfortable being in enclosed spaces. When they're standing in lines, it's like everything is a turmoil. And thing, things like that, people that are claustrophobic, agoraphobic people and all that, it, it, it really comes to, to the point where... You, you really wow. need exposure. As long as there's continuous exposure to that thing you're scared of, it takes it out over time. I, I, I would also even shock you. People, yeah. people are scared of flying. People are scared of ice. People are scared of spiders, dogs, snakes, and then, interesting, cockroaches. Cockroaches. Wow. Cockroaches. Let me say it again. <laughs> I have a lot of friends that, that can oh, not stand roaches. People who have so yeah and look at it um, from the form of the hospital for example or the pharmacy there are people who are scared of injections scared of blood that that's still some specific phobia hmm. i'm actually scared of i'm scared of blood as well in fact that's one of the reasons why i didn't study medicine and surgery i i i can get corrected that i could think at the sight of blood example opportunity or if I was opportune to become a doctor wow. in life. I mean there you go listeners. There you go listeners. Your phobia can like, actually change your career yeah, path. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have I have real issues also. I have I have issues, you know what so I'm saying? That, that, that really is <laughs> because when I sometimes I find it wrong. Because I hate the smell of drugs. Yeah. It's that bad. And, I and mean, come on. I said we really need to talk about it because most of the time when we don't talk about these things, we don't understand the gravity. We don't see how these little things actually come together to form the major thing. Because it's not a, about waiting for for, for us okay. to see that there's so 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 much as a big thing that you're you're facing. It usually starts from these little things, and then it, it, it builds up into what what it is as a large thing. And then we we, we really be talking about anxiety a lot, and, and and I just want us to really go go into what depression actually really is. The, the depression. It, it, on, on its own, it's not just okay. um, a feeling of being sad and then feeling low at times. That That's a normal thing. When, when we're stressed in life, we can be sad, we can be down for days, but then it, it becomes um, clinical depression when some other symptoms are associated and then when it begins to last for a long period of time. Like I mentioned before, these things don't start one day. It's a process. So when, when it continues to happen repeatedly and then it takes a whole long time 
and it's unattended to, it could now transcend into the clinical space of depression itself. And then um, we, we were talking before about um, prevalence and occurrence in probably a gender than the other. Depression is something that really affects women a lot more than men. And then it, it's simple and it's simple and then straightforward because the, the things with depression and anxiety, for example, it's majorly a thing with what we call neurotransmitters and the hormone system within the body. So with things that affect the mental health majorly, you find out that for men, the hormones that are affected lead to a sense of a, a bit more aggression. So men present with aggression most of the time as a sign of issues with their mental health. While women, on the other hand, we have a neurotransmitters and hormones affected that begin to affect how they feel in that it presents majorly as depression in women than you see in men. So, so men will really manifest their depression as majorly tiredness, they are irritable, they are angry, any little thing. Maybe they, they're being stressed by finances, stressed by issues at work. Their, their, their instincts and their reaction usually is to come at it with hunger or, or just try to um, be the big guy. Because, because that, that's another thing with, with, with the society we're in. Yeah. But boys are not allowed to cry. Men, men, men are not allowed to be emotional. That, that's something for the women. That, that, that's the notion that, that um, the society has actually played out to people. And a lot of people have grown up with a, a mentality as such, which, which really isn't the best thing because it now begins to affect our mental health as people. Then for, for women, most of the time, you see that... Um, they, 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 on the other hand, would be sad. They begin to feel juiced. They begin to feel um, down. That's how women express their depression most of the time. While on the other hand, then, then it now begins to overlap to the point where there can now be a case of substance abuse, drugs, alcohol, things to make one feel aloof or high or, or be in the moment most of the time. That, that's usually what these things. Would, would, would lead to. Yeah. Uh, and then it's important to now look at the depression. Depression could present as a major depressive disorder. Major depressive disorder would, would, would come with symptoms like um, um, there, there's a, 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 a drastic increase or a decrease in appetite. So a person just begins to lose weight rapidly. That, that's something we call anorexia because the person doesn't eat and the person does not gain enough nutrients. And then it could also pre present as bulima, overeating. The person just eats to feel better. Just anything. She just munches on the chocolate. Just everything to just feel better in the moment. And then the thing with chocolate yeah. and sweet things is that they, they, they have this tendency to give a quick rush of serotonin. Serotonin is a neurotransmitter that actually is what we call the feel-good hormone. So when that is produced within the body, it tends to take the mind off what is really happening at, the, at that point in time. And so that, that could present as leading to weight gain. And then for some people, they're so depressed and then they're so out of tune as to what is happening in their environment. And they begin, they don't even eat. They, they, they feel constantly tired, worthless juice they, they just have recurrent thoughts of death and and want to even commit suicide 
so sometimes it even also begins to to affect concentration, wow. decision making, ability to think, ability to reason, cognition is so much affected. So those are things that are common with um major depressive episodes and then uh, in the long run it begins to affect your social function your function at work if if it's someone that is still in school it begins to affect school and then it still affects people in in, in the family also and then there's something else that is called a um, persistent depressive disorder this one um presents majorly in um, children and adolescents and it lasts for for for, for a persistent period and can, 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 it goes on for days on end that the person feels this way, worthless, feels guilty for no reason, feels it's not good enough. The things the person loved to do before, he has no passion, no drive to do them. And then for, for, for this persistent depressive disorder, it could go on and on for like a period of at least two years on end. And then this person is feeling hopeless. And then you begin to wonder, why would a child be feeling this way? But then it's possible. It really is possible. And that is something that really should be looked at. Then uh, as another specific thing I'll, I'll be looking at again, and like I mentioned while, while I was saying earlier, it's more common in women. And there's something called a premenstrual dysphoric disorder. This um, is usually premenstrual dysphoric disorder. It's a manifestation of depression that is um, usually connected with okay. premenstrual syndrome. So what premenstrual syndrome usually really is, is actually um, a, a dysregulation in the, 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 the it's like um, a problem that is associated with the menstrual period for women. Uh, as a lady, I'm sure you understand that usually when it's close to your period, your hyperactive. Honestly, that that was why. That was why. Yeah, yes, you are at, at those periods, isn't it? In those moments, you feel so extreme. Yeah, you feel so extreme, aggressive, irritated. I mean, a and, whole lot of and usually it's just emotion. It, it's a display within exactly, and it's a thing. It, it's a thing with the yeah. hormones at those periods. There's a surge of hormones at those periods, so it begins to. I really don't know how that feels, but, but women on the first hand keep feeling this. I hope you understand, dear listeners, I hope you know what it feels like when women are going through stuff like that, when they begin yeah, to... So- Manifest. So, so usually the depression be associated with that. Yes. Really uh, and then that. also, it, it doesn't even end at okay. the period, the, the, the period of period. <laughs> period of period. I, I like that. And so, so I just said, let's <laughs> leave it at the period of period. So, so it could also occur at the, <laughs> at the period of period. Quite frankly, we understand. Yeah, we, we women understand <laughs> the period of the period. At, at the period of menopause, <laughs> and all that because it, it's a thing, like I mentioned earlier, it's a thing with the hormones. So, when the hormones okay. are dysregulated in this way, it, it could really um, affect. And then there's something um, also called 
adjustment disorder with depressive mood. Usually, adjustment disorder um, comes, yes, <laughs> this one comes actually with life events and changes that occur with a person. So sometimes it could come um, as due to a new job or maybe marriage, having a child or loss of job on its own or loss of a child. So you're, you're trying to get adjusted to a new situation. So this stress begins to affect. And then for... for Yes, and then for some, new way of some parts of the wow. world, oh my goodness, I really can't remember the country at this point in time, but they have this thing called seasonal affective disorders. Usually, there, there's a particular country, I really can't remember, I don't know okay. if you can place, there's a, there's a period of the year, th- those are countries around the Arctic region, there's a period of the year when they could have close to 20 hours of persistent daylight. Ah, or even and, and then this this begins to affect your mindset and it's not even just daylight yeah you're, you're already seen it yes it's an imminent danger so you feel this yes. adrenaline and, and it's not even um, just the persistent daylight there's also the time of the year when it's persistent darkness for close to 24 hours everywhere, everywhere is dark dark for close to 24 hours and and people and people who have who have phobias for that exactly. you can imagine what exactly. so it, like it, it now becomes a problem with adjustments and all that if before we end i can remember the country i'll just um, point it out but those are things, these are real issues that affect people. These are real things that happen on a day-to-day basis. So it now gets us to begin to understand that the thing with depression, the thing with anxiety, the thing with mental health issues actually is stress. And stress is something we cannot take out of our day-to-day life. Right. Yes, stress daily a physical thing as what you do and then stress could also come as an emotional thing so as a person are you contributing to the kind of stress your partner is passing through your wife is passing through your child is passing through your patient your parent is passing through your boyfriend your boyfriend are you a contributor <laughs> to it because there's mental stress there's yeah. stress there's so many forms which stress play out Everybody. Yeah, so, so it's important to really want to look at these things at, at this point. It, it, and, and like I mentioned earlier, it's a combination of factors. It's not one thing. It's so many things all boil, that, that all boil down to something else. So many They build up as little things gradually and then it blows up. And then it's at the point where it blows up, we usually tend to see it and that's what really needs to change we, we have to stop looking at these things at, from, from the point where it, it's gotten to the tipping point at, at the point where you almost cannot change it again we have to start looking at these things from the point where it is just beginning because when you can nip it in the board early enough that's the only way you can prevent its progression 
That, 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 that really is the only yeah. way you can prevent a progression. And it's looking like we're, we're really overshooted in terms of time. So, so I, I would just like to run through it and maybe that, that majorly is actually a definition of all what we'll be talking about. Usually to, to diagnose these things, it, it will really need, you will need a mental health okay. practitioner. So usually what we call the psychiatric hospital, we have to change our mindset about what we call those places. Because they are mental health institutions, actually. It, it doesn't have to be for someone that shares his clothes on the street. It's for everybody. Everybody deserves to see drink, really. So, you, so you're saying you could actually be yes. properly dressed. Yes. Yes, you're mad. Yes. Yes, that's you're mentally ill. Yes. Mentally deranged. That, that, that's the thing, really. That, that's okay. Because I know when I was growing up, when I was growing up, we, we used to make fun of um, psychiatric hospitals, yeah. particularly the one in yeah, Rusko. Yeah. Yeah. I know you're quite familiar with that. And I went on days as, as teenagers to tease at your fellow friends, like, why are you acting so stupid? I'm going to take you to psychiatric hospital. I have to call it exactly. there. So, so, so it, it's important. Really important yes. that we identify with yes. such health centers, right? From like if, if, you, if you really wouldn't even want to go to places like that, you can try to link up with a psychologist. There, there are organizations that actually um, offer these services for okay. free. And then a, a very popular one, a, a very popular one okay. in Nigeria is the Mentally Aware Nigeria Initiative. Uh, definitely you've heard about that. It's money. So, okay. ma- ma- yeah, Nigeria it's mentally initiative, aware yeah. initiative. So it's as easy as you send. Okay, okay so it, it's as easy oh, as you can on. send them a DM on their social media platform. I'm sure they're on Instagram, they're on Twitter. If you go on those platforms, they also have phone numbers there that you can reach out to, that you can call and speak to someone yes you can call at any time of the day it's a 24-hour service so you can call any time of the day for free you speak with someone who is trained because uh, it, 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 it comes to bother it, it comes to bother on that wow most of the times a lot of people also prefer to speak with people they don't know so so if that is what you prefer you can just Reach yeah. out to the social media platform. Definitely on those pages, there are phone numbers you can call. Call those numbers. Someone who. I think that that's what stigmatization yes. has caused. Because if you look at it critically, you should be able to confide yes. with someone yes. who you even and know. Usually, that could actually be but the start point. The way we yes. stand it in our society, you can't just give out information. Yes. That, that could actually like be that. the start point for you as a person, like communicating with people in and around your environment you can speak to your loved ones your family members we, we really should not be shy about talking about these things because the, if, if we keep shying away from most of these things there's nothing that would change so you have a problem yes yes you have a problem address it head-on that's the only and also, way to, and to also, about this thing. If, if someone has an issue and is opening up to someone, I mean, it is your, it's important that you as a confidant treat it 
as a matter of urgency and not just laugh about it or treat it with levity. Exactly. exactly. Something we should all exactly. do cautiously. That, that's also so and if, if, you, if you think you can't be in a better position to yeah. provide help, you already mentioned ways that we can address issues like psychiatric hospitals and um, the yeah. uh, mentally aware Nigerian initiative. They have um, several social media platforms contact means you can reach out to them. Yeah. And then there are phone numbers up there. So some of those phone numbers are even told okay. free. Okay. So so it's it's things that should be taken advantage of. And then before we go, I would just like to point out a few things that you can do on your own. There's there's something called breathing exercises. Breathing exercises. Breathing exercises really help to relax Yes, it really helps to relax the muscles, relax your mind and then it it, it takes your mind off most of the things a breathing exercise really has to do with you breathing in and then you're, you're, you're taking in and you're understanding how your breath goes so we, we could just try it out now okay. let's start with me inhale so, so you just breathe in yes you inhale, inhale. and then you exhale and then while you do that it's important to Listen to your breath. Understand how your your lungs get filled. Understand how your lungs get empty. That's the only thing you should be concentrated at at this point in time. If you are able to do this, it, it really is not easy. So it, it takes a long time to get used to it. So you can start with maybe one minute today, two minutes tomorrow, three minutes the next day five minutes you could even get to the point you're going into 10 20 minutes an hour and you're just in the moment understanding how air fills your lungs and how air leaves your lungs at this point in time you you don't really get to bother yourself with things that are happening in and around the environment and everything that might be happening to you so so that's something that can be thought about and then there's um, aromatherapy. I'm someone that is big on aromatherapy. Yeah. If you have diffusers in your home or, or, or sweet smells. I don't Mine know if is you've, coffee. If, if you've come to understand that there are some smells you can Coffee. Perceive. Oh, you see, you yes. I love, so if, I love if it's coffee. coffee, lavender. If it's sandalwood. Lavender is another really Just one that's strange. And then, yes. It really helps to calm. Those are things that should also be looked at. Those are things you can do. And then interestingly, I was on a webinar yesterday, and then something that really was talked about was mindfulness. Mindfulness is something that we can leave out as to how it affects the mental health. Because you have to really be in the moment when you're talking about mindfulness. And then what really still comes back to my mind now is what the facilitator of that webinar talked about. There was a picture she showed. There was a man and a dog going on a walk. One was mindful. That was the dog. It, It was carefree, nothing to think about. But then the other one had his mind full, the man. While he was walking, he was thinking about work, business, family, food, children. family, all the things he has to do. Why? Yes. While, or, while he was actually meant to be taking a relaxing walk. So, 
so that's where mindfulness comes in. Mindfulness can also help with meditation and even breathing exercise. So breathing can now expand down to meditation when it's done with mindfulness. And that's where you are still trying to understand how you breathe. Yeah. This process is really helpful. And then diet is, some, that diet is something that... I think um, exercise has, has also helped me the past few months when I feel pain. Yes. Do a lot of yes. acrobatic work, yes. listen to music, stretch my muscles, and all of that. I realized that after yes. I exactly. feel like a burden at the lifted of my you, shoulder. You feel better, yeah. That, that's exactly the the, the, the thing with, you, with yoga. So it's just like almost every other exercise. So that's still the point where exercise comes to play. Also, diet. Diet is also a thing that affects because. If you're not getting enough nutrients, these um, hormones, these enzymes that I've been talking about all this while, it's vitamins that really affect yeah. them. So if you're not getting enough fruits and vegetables in your diet, you're not getting enough vitamins, it begins to affect you negatively because um, these hormones are all over the place and then they're, they're not really working well. So things like... Um, green tea, valerian root, dark chocolate, and then a, a complete overall of the diet. You can do a lot of fruits and vegetables. It, it, it doesn't really come off in maybe just a few weeks, just a few days. It's a thing that happens over time. Because when you begin to get conscious of most of these things, it then begins to affect every other thing that you do as a person. And, and, and so th- these are things we should look at. And then it gets to some point where all these things we might have mentioned now might not even still work. Yeah. And that's the point where you might need to seek help yeah, see from a doctor. doctor. You might need medications to manage your anxiety and your depression. Some people do need medications. So in cases as such, it's still important to see a doctor. So we, 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 we cannot really over- that get to the point where we begin to... Yes, yes, definitely. But but then, like I said earlier, we, we really need to start talking about the things. If we do really not talk about them, we really will lose sight. Yes, we will begin to lose sight of what is really happening. So we talk about it, and then once this awareness is out there, and then you as a person, you are aware of your problem, it begins to get solved easily because there's something they say a problem shared is out of is enough so 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 once that problem is identified it's something that really can be dealt with so i guess that really is all what we should be talking about today now so it just boils down to identify these things seek help because there really is help there really is help there's there's, there's no problem without a solution De- definitely. Wow, this has been really, really informative. I mean, my notepad is so full. The part that really struck me when you spoke about the remains drug disorder, I had to do everything. Okay, there are sometimes when I do have some mood swings and act extreme most time. So this yeah. is really what I'm going through. Wow. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much for doing justice. And you spoke about them. Um, we're talking about um, creating awareness about our mental health. You need to see a doctor. 
you need to do all of these in order to stay healthy. And I, I want to ask you a rather personal question. I want to put you on the spotlight. Try to make the spotlight for a long time now. <laughs> what are your career plans? Do you have anything that you're currently building that will be of immense help to society? Because with all you highlighted so far, we need people who are actually in this field of service, people who we know that we have them at our beck and call. If we are having challenges like this, we could easily reach out to them, knowing fully where that we have a solution okay. to the problem okay. that we are facing. Great, great question. So, um, personally, and as a person yeah. and professionally, something that really impressed me most of the times is most of the neglected health issues we talked about anxiety, depression, addiction, um, dyslexia, and things, and sickle cell disease. Um, just generally, most of these neglected issues, most of the times we, we tend to focus our minds on what everybody is talking about. So, but we really need to do better with most of the things that people do not understand. And that's why, that, that's exactly. my passion. Yes, that, that's why my passion as a person. We don't really talk about and, um, I'm looking at in the next few years being able to develop. Presently, I work in research. Present, I also volunteer with um, an organization that um, creates awareness for sickle cell disease in Podakwet um, as program manager. So, through all this means and through research, most importantly, because I, I believe research is something that gives us something to fall back on. We can actually have this data. We can actually see that these things really exist. It's real people. It's happening. It's real numbers. It's not just about statistics. But then when when we research, we're able to understand that this thing affects so much people. And it's, it's from this point we're able to change things. So in the next couple of years, I'm looking at improving in research, getting further education even in the scope of academia and research and all that in general and and i believe in one way or the other it really would tend to affect what the, the state of healthcare is in nigeria and the world at large generally beautiful beautiful i must say wow thank you so much Dick. Indefatigable Nelson. You know why I use that word for you, right? Because I, I, I've seen you a lot of times talk about stress. <laughs> oh, I'm just coming back from work. I'm so tired. This is the longest we have ever had in the past couple of weeks. So I really appreciate you. I really appreciate you. It's despite your I know I know how much it yes, I know how much it's taking us to even get here. So it's a thing that Roughly, roughly, we had to plan exactly. on plan, reschedule, exactly. exactly. and all the words but, we but can think it's of. It's really been a pleasure, and I'm glad I'm able to lend my I voice to this. Yeah. Thanks for coming to the show. Thanks for doing this. I wouldn't have been able to achieve all of this without you. I mean, what do I know about all of this? <laughs> Plenty, 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 big, big, big grammar to be talking about. You know, now I'm an engineer, so 
we really have little patience for stuff like that. And you open my eyes to a whole lot of stuff. And I must commend I, you I'm for glad. And, and, I, and, and I hope the Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Gain something because that, that's the most important thing. Everyone that listens, I yeah, hope you one thing or the other. Even if you as a person doesn't gain it, you can just share it with someone around you. Help educate someone around you. Talk to someone about these things because that's the only way yeah. we really can change stigma. We really can change discrimination that surrounds most of these things. So, listeners out there, you heard it all. Please and please take care of this one body and mind that God gave you. You have to put things on the check. Like we say in Nigeria, no go do past yourself. I want to see all of you transit into 2021 in a grand time. So, respect to all that we have said about coping with stress of the job, stress of your probably you lost job due to COVID-19. I equally have a lot of exciting stuff cooking in the fire for you. I know some people are worried on how to generate more income. Other people might be seeking for bigger prospects and opportunities to advance their career and education. This channel is the right place to be. So I want you to stay with me. All your questions will be answered in this last quarter of 2020. If you will just stick with me. So, I remain your host, the one who truly loves you without permission. Don't forget to share this podcast with your circle of influence. Somebody else needs to hear these words that my friend has shared today with us. My name is Ethel Wood on all social media platforms. Follow me if you are not already following me so we get to the promised land together. Leave a message, leave a feedback. Thanks for being a part of this. Thank you also to my beloved friend. So, Nathan, is there a way we can reach out to you, our listeners? I'm sorry. Instagram or social media. So, Nelson Uko on LinkedIn. Or you can just reach me on Instagram at Nelson Enry. That's N E L S E N A T N R Y. Nelson Enry on Twitter and Instagram. Okay, so you've heard it all from my co-host, Nelson. So rush down to his Instagram handle if you have any questions. So I'll leave you with this word, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 3. It says, trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Listen to God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. He's the one who will keep you on track. Don't assume that you know it all. So, till I come your way next time, be healthy, 